When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night, Monday night now, baby. Uh, we're really excited, actually, to have uh, um, Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host uh, of the Huddle. Coach! Yes! yes. All right! <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Mommy Hurricanes, yeah. You know the name already. It's Mercy. Ha ha. It's the Six Rick Kane Show. Can't forget the name, yo. Got Jazz Blue Vision DJ break the game code. Ain't no changing up. Ain't no breaking up. Real poor alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange and green. We see the Six Rick Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. That's never still put in damage to What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. I agree. I agree. Um, I didn't know if you had anything uh, that you wanted to kind of say there, uh, Max. No, I'm good. Because you, you didn't mention about us having, you know, the – one of the top recruiting classes in the country again this year. Well, well let's talk through this because uh, Kane's Cats Heat 305, wow, hit everything there, um, is uh, it's kind, of, kind, of, kind of got another, uh, has set, I would say, good points on this. So I guess one of the things that's been a problem for this school is, you know, we get these these guys that get drafted and they never end up on campus. How, right. how's, I'll, I'll start getting some question asking here. How susceptible, I know Jazz has been a, doing some deep diving on recruiting today and, and our history of it as well. But um, how is, how, how are we looking in this regard? How, how susceptible is this? We do have the number one class right now. Is this to getting like poached and taken down several matches? Yeah. So just so you, so just to give you an idea, so some of the guys, I know someone mentioned Elijah Green earlier, who more than likely will not step foot on. <laughs> no, he already, that was last year. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I thought that he was this year. Um, I was looking at the wrong, uh, at the wrong uh, draft class. But I know there's some there's some guys that are local actually that that will get drafted, um, that might not step foot here. But I do also know from from a recruiting perspective, there are some local coaches that I uh, you know I do know a little bit. And uh, in speaking with with some of the you know some of the guys that have you know that I've I've had some conversations with recently, the last couple of weeks. You know, it's it's been it's been kind of 
wait and don't, you know, don't go anywhere. Don't make any moves. You know, this is going to be the right hire for Miami. We want you guys to stay. So, you know, based off of what I've been hearing, a lot of those kids still want to come and play. Even if they get drafted, I think it's going to be hard to keep a first-round pick away, right? You got uh, the kid over at, at Doral who um, is potentially a, a high draft pick. You got a, cu- a couple other kids who – They also the- – I mean, the MLB teams do their homework. They're not going to take someone the first round if they think there's any chance. They're going to – they know already they're going to sign them. If they Otherwise, like, you'll have the most talented players slip if they think they're not going to sign them. So anyone going in the first round, they already kind of know they're going to be able to sign yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I'm honestly, I have to do a little more homework on all the kids that that are committed, because uh, I don't know them all really well. But I do know that. Uh, look, the, the truth is that. Whoa, that Jordan, that's a ton of bullshit. But okay, um, the truth hey, of the the didn't truth. Did we beat Forest this year? Yeah, just just a few weeks ago, actually. It is it is mind blowing how two losses to Texas just erase an entire season. We yeah, we, we beat them in the ACC tournament, like literally, like the weekend before the postseason started. They, you know, Miami recruits well. Miami recruits obviously some. Yes, of course. The problem is, and we've spoken about this before, Vish. They over recruit sometimes, right? They recruit too well, and so you get the top pro, you get the top recruiting class in the country, and then three or four of those kids end up getting drafted, and now you're screwed, right? You like the Carlos Correos of the world, it's, and I can go on and on and on. The, the 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 trick is to maybe get the right amount of first round picks and you know three star whatever you want to call it. I don't you know I don't I don't want to kind of give them star rankings or anything like that but the right amount of in between where you can you know keep them keep them home keep them you know here and develop them into what some of these teams like Florida and LSU and, and Vanderbilt do right. I mean, look at a guy like a perfect example is a guy like Jack Caglione. I mean, un, I mean, how did that kid not get drafted, you know, or how did that kid not go, you know? And and now he's you know doing what he. Uh, fortunately, he got lit up today, but <laughs> you seven know, to two now. Yeah, well, well, I just saw it. Right yeah. Uh, you know, oof, that's that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one. Um, anyways, uh, you know, things like that. You know, it, it's it's tough to to always. Hit and if if we're gonna if we're gonna do that and I got the recruiting rankings from Perfect Game I know they're gonna be a little bit different than than D ones or any of the other ones but and I went back ten years but right now if you look at the 2023 class um, you know they're in the top ten 2022 they were you know in D, in, D, in Perfect Game they were like 19th I don't know if that makes any sense but in 2021 they were 10th in 2020 they had the number three t- class in the country uh, in 2017, the year that uh, uh, I think it was, it was the year that after, after we went to Omaha, we had the, the number four team in the country uh, going all the way back to 2013. We had the number two ranked class and we had in 2014, we had the number one ranked class and put it this way. Teams like UF LSU, number one, 14, three, 24, six, 68 LSU had in 2015. They had the 68th ranked class in my perfect game. You know, we had the 89th ranked class in 2015, which I think was just because we had so many guys get drafted. By the way, out of that class, you had you had guys that went to Omaha. So, you know, it's it's all over the place. I mean, LSU, LSU and, and UF had 10 and 7, 2 and 16, 11 and 3, 6 and 8, 13 and 2, 1 and 4, 21 and 1. 
Where's Miami with all that? Miami's right in there. Miami's right in there battling with these teams every single year. The Vanderbilts of the world. What happened to Vanderbilt this year? National seed? They got dumped out in the regionals. So when you're talking about a team that's not recruiting well, I think that you need to look at the number. Oh, and they just hit a two-run bomb. So now it's 9-2. Yes, they did. 9-2, baby. Um, Go Tigers. (laughs) Go Tigers. Uh, So – when it comes to recruiting, Miami does it with the best of them. And guess who's the recruiter, who's been the recruiting coordinator for most of that time? It's been J.D. Arteaga. So we kind of need to take a step back and understand that as far as him building relationships, he's already built those relationships with the best programs in South Florida, the best programs in Florida, period. So now he's going to have to expand. He's going to have to bring in some guys here on staff that are going to be able to do that work as well as recruiting coordinators, pitching coach. And I know the names that have been mentioned, like Laz, um, as a pitching coach, who's a former Hurricane, pitched for the Red Sox, Woo-hoo! scouted as well. Um, also co- uh, coached at my alma mater uh, when they were ranked in the country in Division II baseball at Barry University as well. Coach a guy like Jan Gomes. Uh, they were, I think, ranked number two in the country at, at one point. Uh, he was there as a pitching coach there. They had one of the best pitching uh, staffs in the country at Division II baseball. If anybody knows about Division II baseball, it's pretty loaded as well. So it's not, you know, that much different. Neither is JUCO, and I know I say this all the time, and I feel like a broken damn record about how baseball is. Baseball is a different animal. This is not like North Dakota State and Alabama, right? Either Alabama is going to kick their ass ten times out of ten, more than likely, and North Dakota State has won. 17 national titles in the last 18 years or some stupid thing like that in Division Two, the, the point is, baseball is tough, man, and it's tough to recruit. And it's and it, at the same time, it's tough to recruit. There's so many really good baseball players out there. You just have to be able to get hot, all right, play good baseball down the, down the line in the postseason and get to Omaha. And it's easier said than done, and Miami's been able to do it as good or if not better than anybody in the country in the last 20 years. So when we sit here and we talk about this being a terrible hire – of a guy who's been part of that for the last 20 years, I just think it's – it's that's – if you ask me what's lazy, that's lazy. What's lazy is to call this a lazy hire and not really look at the numbers and look at the, the results and look at the success that J.D. has had here um, and, and, and not think that he could be successful. And, and, again, it's not to say that Walter or Pollard or Maneri or any of these other guys that have been looked at or been interviewed for this position couldn't come in and be successful as well. But as you mentioned, Vish, what is, are, can you sit here and say unequivocally that they're better, that they're going to be more successful than J.D.? I don't think you can do that. Yeah, and, and I think that's the, the crux of it. So I, I don't think we're saying it's hunky-dory. That is probably the last phrase you'll see come out in Miami, but we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> um, I think what we're saying is it's not as bad as people are making out to be, and it's totally reasonable to argue that given the improvements made since 2017, 2018, that, um, that this program is headed in the right direction and it needs to take that next step. And it's totally reasonable to say an assistant coach off of the staff that helped recover it to that place can take it that next step. So again, this might fail, but it's not set to fail. And I think it, just like the other names that were mentioned, we're not guaranteed to succeed. So I think it's kind of, I mean, Fans are fans. We're going to overreact one way or another. But I would say the uh, the uh, I want something different crew is is upset. But I think, like you said, as we look into it deeper, there are reasons to be optimistic about this hire. Um, and 
I'm going to bring in our, our colleague Blue here who is uh, yeah. backstage. Bring him in because, uh, yeah, instead of looking at the last 20 years, let's look at the last 10. Okay, so let's look at the last 10. Let's just look at these last two. What's up, Blue? We'll get to you in a second. Um, but let's look at the, these last 10 years um, just from a pitching perspective. How about that? So the ERA this year has probably been the worst ERA uh, for the pitching staff. And they were the, the they were the uh, what was it, ninth seed? The ninth or the tenth seed regionally? They were ninth. I'm sorry. They were number nine. They were the ninth seed, and they hosted a regional this year with obvious issues on the staff with injuries and guys that went down early. Then last year, they were the sixth, right? They were the number six national seed, and their ERA was at a 4-5-2, okay? And they still made the national seed at number six. Let's talk about let's talk about six years ago when they went to Omaha. One, two, three, four, five, six. ERA was at a 3-7-2 ERA. The whip was 1.33 and batting average against. Uh, the hitters, 239. So you're talking about a really good team went to Omaha there. You're talking about the year that – the COVID year, the ERA was at 2.8. Is a 2.8. Obviously, it's a small sample size. It was like 20 games or something. Uh, but we're talking about potentially that being the year, right? And they obviously got cut short because of COVID. Okay, so, yeah, so the ERA has been a little bit high the last couple of years. We've also struggled with having issues with injuries and guys, you know, not coming out and performing. You had Rosario, who obviously we wanted to be more than what he is, and some other guys that have transferred out or have left, or some new guys that have come in. It's been it's been a little crazy the last couple of years. But if you're gonna go back the last eight years, the last eight to ten years pitching staff wise, I mean you're talking about mid threes ERA. So that's some of the best in the country. If you look at teams like LSU and Florida, I think their ERAs are in the threes or fours also. So uh, I mean Texas, who won the Big Twelve. And kicked their ass. Their ERA was a five seven five, I think, uh, from a team perspective. Right, and they're, and, and they're a great example of how fickle the postseason is. The one thing they had was two really good starters. Yeah, and they rode that through our our regional. That's not good enough to beat Stanford, though. Um, and so I, I think that's kind of that that's that's a great example of how some teams are set up depending on format. Like I feel like if we had gotten into a situation where we were in a three-game series. We were much better set up for that than we were for playing at our regionals. And we actually talked about that before. It was like, we cannot lose – we were not set up to play well in regionals with our pitching yeah. this year. And Absolutely. And and I think that showed up. And and that that's the sport, though. And, and to your point, like, I will say to JD's credit, and, and, you know, we can also apportion some of the blame in terms of some of the arm talent that's been here. I saw a comment earlier, I believe it, it was from Kane's Cat's Heat about how, you know, several of our freshman pitchers transferred. I mean, we had this conversation in the middle of the year, like, how did these guys get on scholarship? Like, seriously, some of them had no, no stuff. I'm like, how is this guy a Miami pitcher? By the uh, way, no, no other pitching coach did what he's been able to do with his players since 1991, they never had. They didn't have a guy drafted in the first round. We're talking about Alec, the Alex Santos and David Gills and Daryl Duque and Mike News and Robbie yeah. Morrison. All these guys, none of these guys went in the first round. Those are national championship pitchers. But JD was able to do it with some of the other guys. So you know, it just a, it's a testament to what you know. Yeah, and I, and I think I think that the 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 question though, and I'll throw this out to the group, um, is you know what, why can't why can't we get like I mean Rosario is a different story because he's um, you know he should be better. He's definitely got the arm talent. You watch the kid throw, and you're like, how is your ERA not in like the 
in the low ones and how you're not striking out 15 guys a game. Um, instead, you're getting smashed. But other than him, I mean, if you look at even, you know, I, I know Gino took a lot of heat for not holding Zeal back. I mean, let's be real. He was never really an ace. His ERA was in the in the high fours. And to be honest, Ligon might not be an ace. Yeah, Ligon, Ligon's probably not either based on stuff. So, like, how do we address – that's the question I want to ask. How do we get the top-end arm talent? Because I think Walters is there, and frankly, Rosario is there on the team. They're the only guys that you would look at on on just on pure on physical ability where, like, those are top-end guys. Everyone else is kind of piece it together. Not that they're bad, but they don't have that, like, top-end. Like, these are – well, these I think you might have gotten that on a guy like Crowther or Kaba. Okay, um, the two guys that got injured. Yeah. yeah, Tommy John before the season even started. Yeah. So, you know, it's not something you can plan for, right? Uh, Brian Walter was another kid that could have potentially, you know, had a, a significant role, and he had Tommy John uh, after the first pitch that he threw, basically. So, uh, you well, know. So kind of looking ahead, though, to this year as well, though, then. So, and again, this is for the whole Yeah, you're going to have to rely on some of these young arms or, or – <laughs> Well, this is for the whole group because Andrew Walter's obviously gone. I think I – think, People can technically come back, but there's no way. I feel like they're going to look at his velocity, like I can fix this, and he's yeah, going to yeah. get drafted high. I mean, how can you not when he's hit like mid to high nineties consistently? So Jake, I feel like I, we're going to have to kind of reset a little bit here. Jake, which and, and by the way, this it's no knock on you. A lot of people are not happy with the hire. We totally get it, man. We'll, we'll, we'll I'll also, I'll it. also say, Jake, I, I know him from Twitter. He's he's awesome. So yeah. big, we're, we're kind of so I, I know he's Navy Kane. If you follow on Twitter, ah, so yeah, no, he's he's a. He's a friend of the shows, and, and this is definitely not a knock on, on him in terms of – No, no, not at all, man. We're, point we're of view with, on Blue, talk to us, brother. How do you feel about uh, bringing J.D. back as the head coach for uh, Canes baseball? You're Oh, by the way, if nobody knows this on the chat, and this is not a knock either, Blue might know more about baseball than he even knows about football. Don't get it twisted. These days, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make all kinds of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs in towns and cities across the country. And jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Talk to him, Blue. What, what, what about 1972 wrestling? <laughs> Don't get him started. Don't get him started. <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, I, I, you know, personally, I think it's a good hire. I, you know, coach Hoffman and I, his, uh, head coach, uh, we talked about this today and, uh, he just figures this kid, this guy's a battler. Um, he knows what he's doing. He's well-respected in the community. And like you said, the only thing is he's going to have to hire somebody almost like him to do what he did because he has to concentrate on everything else. And, um, I mean, you know, I know that every I a buddy of mine, they, oh Joe, you, they wanted Cora, they wanted this guy. Well, you know, you had to kind of keep it close to the close in house because of the fact that, as you guys just mentioned, if you lose start losing guys, you're gonna have to start from the beginning. Why would you need to do that when you bring in somebody and you promote him? If he doesn't work out after a couple of years, then you make a decision. But I, I think he's gonna do well. Uh, there's not gonna be a whole lot of changes. He's gonna do the same thing that you know, put them in, you know, being a regional host the last two years. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a good hire. And like I said, nobody knows him like uh, Coach Hoffman, who had him in high school. And he just felt that he said that he his personality is like how he pitched. He's a battler. He doesn't give in. He's going to do everything he possibly can to make the team much better. And I like I. I think the high school coaches locally respect him a lot. You know, they really do. They know him. And you got to remember all those times that he, you know, when they were on recruiting visits, he's the one to set them all up. So he knows all the high school coaches real well throughout the entire state. And, you know, the, the only difference, and as you mentioned, Miami's always, Miami always has guys. And I mean, you look at the dilemma that programs like uh, LSU and Florida are having is what you just mentioned, Jazz you know, you're going to recruit these kids, but they're going to be drafted and they're going to be drafted in the first couple of rounds and they're gone. See in Miami used to be, that used to be Miami's problem. Uh, you know, the Miami would get guys who were first, second or third round picks and the money that the, you know, that major league teams were offering them, but it's not that way with Miami now, you know, they get good kids, but they don't get with the exception of a kid that throws 90 or a kid, you know, who could hit for power. Most of their draft picks are in the middle middle rounds i think you know it's it's uh i was looking the other day at some of the guys and you know this is the thing about miami they have to hold on to the guys uh obviously and it's not just miami uh, you know nowadays you're gonna see times change and you you brought up um you know what jack's doing at at uh, florida and how he wasn't the you know guy was the most sought after he developed and Obviously, he's one of the best players in the country. He plays, you know, he's like Otani. You know, he throws. Although tonight he didn't very well, but um, <laughs> yay! Yeah, well, that's you know what I think. LSU got stung a little bit. Had a twenty-four about eighteen hours to think about giving up a football score, and then uh, and plus you have one of the best pitchers in the you know that they have on their staffs, but. Uh, getting back to what I think Artiaga, I mean, you know, people could say what they want. No, he shouldn't be here, but he is here. So now let's move on to that next, you know, that next step. Now that he's here, let's see what ha- he's got to make a couple of hires, you know, that are going to be, that are going to help him. And, he, you know, and you know, as well as I do from football guys, you're only as good as your coaching staff. So he's got to make some good hires here. That's going to help elevate it. But do you want to ask me? I think it's a very good hire. I really do. I think he's an in, he's an in-house dude. He he's a guy who played there much like his predecessor. 
And uh, I just think his pride level, just like Mario Cristobal, is um, at a high peak. And I, uh, you know, I say let's give him a chance. You know, let's not, not you know, knock him around before he ever gets an opportunity to do what he's going to do. And, you know, I remember two years ago when they – or a couple years ago when they brought in uh, Damari. And he goes, oh, my God, you're making a mistake. He's this, he's that. All he did was win, what, 260 games? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's he won it. every year, and, and, you know, so. Um, and, yeah. and, and I think the other point you brought on, which, you know, we, we, we forget, we think it's easy to get where the program is finishing in the top 10. There is, there is a very good chance you bring in the guy to shake things up, and the shakeup involves the bottom dropping out, at the very least initially. I mean, look, look at what happened at FSU. Yeah, it's exactly. a perfect example of that. They hired a coach that had a lot of success in this conference that was an alum, immediately became the worst team in the ACC. Immediately, I mean, do, do people want to go through that? To, to, we'll see where they end up. I mean, FSU's on a longer term plan. They were not nearly in as good shape as Demari has left this program, so it would be very hard to be that bad here, regardless of who you hired. But like, I mean, that's the risk you run when you because they had a Martin in charge for decades and they they got him out because we're gonna try something new and shake things up and. You know, you take this consistency for granted and, and consistently putting teams in regionals and then into the top 10, you can take that for granted at your own risk. <laughs> you get in a guy like Parlord who has missed the NCAA tournament multiple times with Duke. Right. Because they're Duke, yeah. you're kind of like, it's fine, it's Duke. That's not fine here, right? And I, and I, so I think, you know, there is a lot to be said for maintaining some continuity with a program that's finishing in the top 10 repeatedly. And seeing if maybe, as, as Blue said, make some smarter hires here, get some fresh ideas on the assistant level is a good way to push this forward. I think I think understanding that process is what's most important as well when, when you when you come to look at it, because like you mentioned, Bish, like at those other schools, if you miss if you miss a tournament, well, okay, you missed a tournament, no big deal. If uh Walter misses the tournament next year, yeah, it's kind of disappointing that he was so good this year, but whatever, you know. Miami misses a tournament, you're talking about, whoa, this is you know, this is not something that happens very often. What the hell is going on? And if you don't have a coach on staff that understands that and understands how to how to navigate that, uh, like a guy like JD, then you run, you're gonna run across a lot of issues. I want I wanted to ask uh, Max something because you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but Kind of another part to this whole thing was, you know, a lot of people mentioning, well, you know, they're not getting um, all these other coaches to commit or to sign or to interview because of NIL and the money with NIL and the money with, excuse me, with this, that, and the other. Please, Max, can we talk to these fans and let them know that the NIL, I don't want to say it has nothing to do with it, but. The NIL is really not as significant as you're talking about when when you're talking football. Yeah, right? I mean, it's not gonna make a, it's not gonna make or break whether a coach, a prestigious coach, signs here. Yeah, baseball NIL is like very minuscule compared to football. I mean, you're talking a couple hundred bucks a month compared to a couple thousand bucks a month. Um, so they're not even on the same level, um, like close to being on the same level. So I don't think it was that big of a deal. Um, you know, we, we do have a lot more of an allotment, I would assume, for football than we do for baseball. But that's just the norm uh, around the sport. You have outliers like LSU, for example. They make a lot more money in NIL than most schools do. But 
they're also a perennial powerhouse that is, you know, just they have. I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's a it's a little bit different of a situation. I feel um, with LSU, like they've had more recent success, um, so they're kind of willing to to put more into that. But as a whole, there's only a few schools. Like I would probably say Vanderbilt's probably up there with NIL too, um, that are that are doing that. And uh, you know, people have said, well, you know, Ruiz and his and his family all come from a baseball lineage. You would think that he would maybe put some more money into the the baseball program. Yeah, you you may you may say or think that or, and whatnot, but we'll see what happens. Um, I think that they're fans of this hire, um, so we'll see if if we start to dump some more money into that as well. I mean, the Ruiz's have dumped a ton of money into the baseball program. It's just, yeah. you're on mute again, Jess, but it was not directly gone to, to Life Wallet from Life Wallet, I guess, is NIL, but yep. but it, it is, is they've heavily, if you if you look around the facilities, they've all been upgraded recently, and a lot of that money came from the Ruiz's. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we finish here, I know that a lot of questions are going to be who are they going to bring in, um, you know, as the assistant coaches, as, as Blue mentioned, that's going to be really important. Uh, and obviously there's been some names out there already. Adrian Morales, who's the head coach at Miami-Dade, um, and also Laz Gutierrez, who's a former Hurricane, former Major League player, pitching coach, head coach at Nova Southeastern right now, uh, who's uh, a really good Division II baseball program as well. Uh, so you've got some some guys out there. Uh, I know everybody talks about Greg, Greg Lovelady coming in in some capacity as well. So that's another option. But you're also going to have to think that this is a different game now. And analysts and all that are going to be a big part as well. So you're probably going to hear a lot of names when it comes to something like that also. So be on the lookout for that. We'll obviously have some more. Uh, we'll do a recruiting show on, on college baseball. And um, Yeah, there, there's quite a few things we're going to, you know, we when when the season ended, we're like, we'll, we'll see you at the end of fall ball. That all, all hell is broken loose. But, yeah, we got recruiting. We got assistant coach hires. We got to see which of our kids get drafted, who goes, right. who stays. There's all sorts of stuff. Transfer portal news, all that good stuff. Yep. That'll be on. Uh, keep uh, – stick around. We've got Six Ring Canes football coming up now in just a couple of minutes. Max, thank you so much for coming on and talking yep, some thanks. baseball with us, my friend. Appreciate it. I know you're a little under the weather like me. I sound, I sound terrible. So um, I hope you feel better, brother. And uh, always thanks. thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rig Kane Show. The Six Rings Kane Show. (laughs) You know. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.